Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Thursday morning. Glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I got to be honest with you, there's a thief among us, Joel Coleman. I went to Strange Brew last night. Now you're asking yourself, what was Brian Haydad doing there? Strange Brew, not a coffee drinker. I saw the tweet of the strawberry filled chocolate covered donuts. And even though I'm trying to eat better, I could not resist. <laughs> Maybe this was God's way of saying, you know, helping me out. So when I got Strange Brew, there were no more donuts. So I didn't get one. But as I was leaving, I saw the board where all the Brew It Forwards were. Jake Mangum's runner-up drink still there. Not, not provided by you and I because he did not win. Yep. We don't, we don't do participation trophies here on Thunder and Lightning. But Dak Prescott's that I made, no longer there. Now I have to believe that if Dak Prescott had come to Starkville and come to Strange Brew Coffee House, a big deal would have been made of that. We have a thief among us. Someone has stolen Dak. What kind of bulldog would steal Dak Prescott's free drink? I've already told you my theory. I don't I don't think I can, I can disagree. I can't poke a hole in it. The Starkville shin kicker has struck again. He lives. He's here. He's among us. We will find you and we will kill you. Okay, we may not kill them. But we will make fun of you. We, we're going we're to out the Starkville shin kicker. We're going to find him if it takes every li- my dying breath. That's still pretty. Uh, one of the most out there things ever. It is the fact that some random dude. If I ever get to interview Dak Prescott, I'm going to ask him about the shin kicker. Like I want to take you back to one of your greatest, one of the most infamous moments in MSU history, when somebody kicked you in the shin. On campus. Tell us all about it. That said, between now and then, go to Strange Brew Coffee House. I'm going to get, they, I, I, I reached out, I went to the top, I was like, I'm sad that these donuts were gone. She was so nice, the, the, the barista there, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry we ran out. I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's all I came here for. She's like, oh, no, that's all, she was so sad. I was like, well, I know it's not like a, you know, a microwave cheeseburger that you just whip up for me back there. I was like, I get it, huh? I'll come back another day. <laughs> I told they're going to start making some donuts, though. So that's a good thing because Daddy likes donuts. <laughs> Just going to say that. You know what? You know what? You know what? You have when you have donuts, donut ice cream sandwiches. Just trying to you know million dollar idea is what that is. I mean, Shane, if you're listening, when you make that 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 first million, keep it for you. But when you make that second million, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand each. You I, think that's I don't even need two fifty. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. 250 for each for us, so you yeah, can I'm have good. the other half. I'm good. I'm just saying, Joel, I know you don't like desserts, but if I take a hot, fresh donut and put coffee-flavored ice cream, blueberry cobbler-flavored ice cream in between it, you'll take a bite. You don't have to eat the whole thing, 
but you take a bite. He's over there trying to admit that he would not. He would. He would. Just saying. All right. I want to thank our friends over at College Corner. New year, new gear. Even though it's February, man, signing day has come. I'm going to sign you up. Sign yourself up for some new gear. Head over to College Corner, two locations in Jackson to serve you. Or, of course, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. We're just days away from baseball. A lot of excitement around that. Spring football will be here before you know it. There'll be something for Super Bulldog Weekend. You're going to have to come up here at some point. When you do, make sure you look good. Put on a new polo, new baseball cap, new visors, new T-shirts. They've got it all at College Corner. Advantage Business Systems wants you to pick between a good business, a big business, and a local business. Oh, wait, you don't have to pick at all. You can just go with Advantage Business Systems. They keep you covered with all your technology needs. They are a big enough company that whatever your needs are, they can fill them. But they're a local company, small enough to give you the customer service that you want and you expect from these type of places. Look, a lot of places you know around town, using, using or around this state, using out-of-state office supply companies. But when something goes wrong, what do they tell you? Well, you'll have to make an appointment, and maybe we can be out there in a couple days. Not with Advantage Business Systems. They're going to give you that great service and take care of you much, much quicker. So what you need to do is give them a call today and find out how Advantage Business Systems can put nearly 50 years. That's 5 0 Older than you. It is older than me. So I'm, 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 that's a good thing, right? <laughs> oh, I, hit, I hit the wrong thing there. What just happened? <laughs> We're just going all over the place. Uh, anyway, <laughs> call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel, yeah, boy, as National Signing Days go, this was a big... It's just nothing to it, buddy. One guy. Good player, but one guy. That's what Ty Cooper was thinking all along. He was like, I want my day. This isn't National Signing Day. This, this is National Tying Day. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Well, there were two guys who but signed you with wait State Ole Miss this today. Both of them were named Ty. Indeed. I didn't so, think about that. Both of them defensive linemen, too. So there you go. Ty Cooper, Mississippi's uh, Mr. Football for 4A. Uh, All-state defensive lineman, three-star prospect on the 24-7 composite, Louisville, Mississippi. Winston County, stand up. I know Robbie Falk's listening. He will be a Mississippi State Bulldog, bringing to end a recruitment that was both sort of – controversial is not the right word. But he, he it had raised a lot of eyebrows. But at the same time, it was in, he, he never committed to Nothing, anybody. Not because of anything he did. No. People just projected their desire to get that kid, and it turned it into something it wasn't. He, I think he handled the recruiting process the way, you know, especially back before there was an Erling signing day. This is how it was done. If you watched his hat ceremony, he picked up the Mississippi State hat and put it on his head. No shenanigans, no, 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 no games. Um, and this was a position Mississippi State needed to get. You know, they needed to get a defensive lineman in this class. And so now they, they've got one. And, you know, look at Jeff Phelps in the class that he put together, especially after the, uh, or just, you know, after that first signing day, which, by the way, we got to have a discussion. Signing day is in December now. Yeah. I don't want to ha- have this. This is, is not signing day anymore. This can be called, you need to come up with another name, a modifier. I don't know. But something other than signing day. Because it's not. One guy signed. But to get him and Deontay Anderson 
two big pickups for Mississippi State. Jeff Phelps put together a pretty decent class. And this class, decent's not strong enough. It's, this is a good class. It has a hole in it. State's going to continue to try to work on that. But by and large, it's a good signing class for, for a first-time effort for Mike Leach and most of his guys here in the state of Mississippi. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic class as compared to what we thought it might be there for a moment. And I don't, I don't want to say we necessarily, but there was a lot of consternation about where the direction this class was going. And in the end, you know, when you wait and let the whole picture get painted, it, it turned out to be okay. You're talking about renaming things. I think you need to make the December signing day National Signing Day. And then you know how right now we call December the early signing period? Yeah, this period? is the late signing this is we, we refer to this as the late signing period. Perfect. I think that's what you do. The, but anyway. Signing day is in December. Yes. You and I don't get to make that call, though, so I'm sure we'll continue to do things that don't well, make I'll sense. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Here on the Thunder and Lightning podcast, that's what the verbiage is going to be. Well, like it's a vote, you know. It's unanimous. It's unanimous, so not much anybody can do about it. Um. You know, when you look at the picture as a whole with the signing class, the only major blemish to me is the fact that you didn't hold on to Strong, and and he went to LSU. Because when you look at the class as a whole, that's the only major blemish I think. The other guys you lost, you lost Buck Halter, but you replaced him with basically two other guys, Harmon and Rodarius Thomas. You lose McIlan Pounders, but you get Cannon Boone. You lose MJ Daniels, you bring in Jalen Green. So basically, like for like swaps there, you're, but you're right. You know, you did not replace Navantike Strong. Um, that's 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 a hole because he would have come in and been a, a day one starter in all likelihood. Uh, we'll see where who who you know we've talked about Deshaun Page moving around, but all in all for Mississippi State, this was a very good class. Uh, it met a lot of their needs. They still have the defensive back things. Now you may be asking yourself if you've been out of the loop, what happened to the running back Katravian Hargrove? We are being forced. Joel into terminology I was hopeful we would never have to use again. But I believe the term is blue shirt. Now, I am going to rely entirely here on our good friend and host, Steve Robertson, who this is, I, I, I'm, I'm, this is basically what he said on 24-7 today, that Hargrove will come to Mississippi State this fall. He will be on the team but not be eligible to play. He can still be recruited by other schools up until the point, I guess, where he arrives. State could still sign him as part of this class. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But in all likelihood, he will, uh, once he reports for camp, he is going to be part of the 2022 class. What this means for Mississippi State is there's two spots still available. That will be to pursue defensive backs in the transfer portal. We talked about maybe holding one. They've been able to work this out. And apparently with Hargrove, everything was on the, on the up and up. This wasn't a last-minute deal. This He was told, yeah, this is how we're going to work this. He and his family were on board. He did suffer a knee injury his senior year of high school. This will give him an opportunity to you know continue to rehabilitate that. I'm not a huge fan of these kind of deals, but if the kid's on board for it, I can't really say anything. But that said... State will now hit the transfer portal likely after spring drills are done for everybody to try to find two contributors at defensive back. If that's the case, that's a pretty well-executed plan by this staff. You hit on exactly my thought. If Hargrove is okay with it and Hargrove's family is okay with it, I don't understand how anybody could not be okay with it. 
And if everybody's okay with it and you can play it that way, yeah, kudos to that coaching staff for making room to continue to add and get a couple options at DB and get Hargrove too. That, I mean, that's a heck of a job by that coaching staff. If they, and, and from all accounts, you know, did, like you said, did things on the up and up. And so you kind of, you know, you kind of get to have your cake and eat it too. And then, like you said, if you don't get a couple of players and that you still have that one empty spot, then I guess you could go ahead and let him sign. Mm-hmm. And, right, uh, yeah, if you get to June and you've only been able to convince one guy and you just look around and you're like, I don't like the other options, then, yeah, just go ahead and sign the kid. Um. So, yeah, we'll see how it ends up shaking out. It is unique or, or weird or whatever that between now and – now and whenever that somebody else could swoop in and and, and take him, yeah. Um, but I guess that's but that's part. I of guess it. all parties here recognize that that's a risk feels, worth taking. Feels like that state staff would probably need to feel pretty good about the opportunity that he's not going to, to do that. Yeah, if, if they felt like he might ditch, then they probably wouldn't go through all this. They probably just sign him and be done with it and just say, okay, we just get one guy and that's just the best. We're just going to do the best we can. Yeah. But we'll see where it goes. So, he does count in this year's class, which as of this moment in for time... Rating, for ratings For ratings purpose. purposes. Yeah, not for scholarship purposes. Uh, as of this moment in time, is ranked 25th. Uh, I'm sure some you know some things will happen here and there over the next couple of days, so that could fluctuate. But as it is, it's said to be a top 25 class. I think when we go back to the hiring of Mike Leach, and we talked about him as a recruiter, everything, if I said, look, in year one, he's going to have a top 25 class, I wouldn't have even had to tell you about the pandemic and what all recruiting was going to be like. If I just said he's going to sign a top 25 class, you'd have probably said state fans should take that. And I think you should. I think this is a, this is a good class. It does have a hole, but they, they, they still have opportunities to fix that. And from what I can tell, I mean, there's going to be guys out there. The portal is not going anywhere. I guarantee at least 10 to 15 Power 5 starters will be in the transfer portal. That you you're going to be able to pick from, yeah. So you have to go DB though, right? I mean, there's no other position that, that they would look at. Ah, uh, unless there was an injury in spring. Yeah. If somebody got, and I'm trying to think, like who would, like if Charles Cross got hurt. Yeah. They might try to find a left tackle. Um, if a linebacker got hurt, like you know, if Deshaun Page got hurt, they might try to find a middle linebacker. Yeah. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, middle linebacker would be something that, that would be sort of on the back burner. Like, look, DB is where we are, but if we come across a middle linebacker that we feel can come in and play, that would give us what Navante Strong was going to give us, might be worth kicking the tires there, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, anticlimactic, but this, this whole signing period sort of was for Mississippi State. They, they, they had everything basically locked up. This is two years in a row. I mean, last year, who do they bring in in the, in the late period? Rufus Harvey, obviously KJ Costello was part of that. Uh, and couple, I think Brandon, no, Brandon Ruiz was already done. He, he signed with Moorhead. Um, who's, who's, there was somebody else in there. But by, by and large, this is two years in a row where the February signing date has been much ado about nothing uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, let's move on over to our next topic that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I've been leaving off, I, I left off a couple of supermarkets, by the way. We got to, there's How just so you. many, uh, different places around here in North Mississippi where you can pick up Welcome Home Beef at your local supermarket. And that's just a great thing because if you don't live here in Starkville, you can't get to the, the store itself, 
chances are it's near you. So let's go through them again. If you're in DeKalb, they're at Pilgrim's Pride. They're in Pontotoc. They're at the Price Cutter. They're at Gardner's Supermarket in Corinth. Reed's Market in Bahalia and New Albany. New Albany, the home of Ben Garrett. So we'll point that out. That guy. <laughs> uh, they're at the, and they're at five different Piggly Wigglies. Not just uh, not just uh, three, as I've been saying. I'm sorry, no. Three Piggly Wigglies and something else. Hold on. I forgot that the one here in Starkville is not called Piggly Wiggly anymore. <laughs> but they are the Piggly Wiggly in Collinsville, Batesville, and Olive Branch, and then at the Vowels here in Starkville and in Louisville. So if you're just at Vowels doing your shopping, you can pick up Welcome Home. This starts end of this month, beginning of March. All of that will be coming to you very soon. Between now and then, guys, well, it just makes it easy on yourself just to call Welcome Home Beef at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and get some steaks sent to you or pick them up this weekend, grill them up, and enjoy yourself with Welcome Home Beef. And whatever it is, whether you're buying it at the store, you're buying it from Welcome Home Beef themselves, whatever you cook, however you cook it, I make you one promise. It just tastes good. Speaking of tasting good, our good friends over at Two Brothers want you to know that they are waiting on you to show up and try some of their incredible southern soul food with the Funky Fusion. The best barbecue in town, but it's so much more than barbecue at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Some of the best meals that you'll have in Starkville are right there in the Cotton District. And of course, if you're just looking for a night on the town, they've got a great selection of cocktails, a great beer list, plenty of stuff for you to choose from. Enjoy yourself. Great spot to people watch out there on the porch. When the weather warms up, that patio is going to be fantastic. They've got it all there. You might even see Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman enjoying a dinner at Two Brothers. You just don't ever know with the two of us. We don't don't ever have to be uh, convinced to go eat there. I'll put it that way. You never have to twist one of our arms and say, hey, we're going to Two Brothers whether you like it or not. I like it, so don't worry about it. So swing by 621 University Drive and hit up Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Mississippi State women's basketball off this weekend because of a COVID cancellation in the Tennessee program. That means Mississippi State will have played one game yep. between January 18th, because they played on the 17th, and next Thursday's game in Fayetteville, February the 11th. That is a basically a 25, 26-day window. With one game. With one game. When you think about this team and sort of where they are and what they need out of this season – I think that's a really bad thing. Yeah, I mean, how they you, need to be playing games. How are you supposed to iron out the kinks if you can't play games? I mean, practice is well and good, and I understand teams can improve in practice, but I mean, if you're not able to get on the floor and, and actually compete against an opponent and prove that what you're doing in practice is it's working, um, I don't know. They're they're just in a tough spot, uh, you know, between battling the virus of. Uh, and I know the state's team has not had COVID issues, but, I mean, they still have to go through the protocols and the testing and all that. I mean, that's tough. Uh, then you deal with the fact that they're dealing with a uh, a new coaching staff, and then you they got all these bumps in the road, and now they just can't get on the court to try and iron out the problems that they have. It's just a – this season is just a, a gigantic speed bump after another. You know? Yeah. And, and so I don't know how – I mean, it'd be tough even if everything was clicking on all cylinders to keep it clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Because, I mean, there, there's no flow. There's no yeah. there's no ability to, to get really any momentum going, even if you had it. Yeah. And as it stands, they don't have it, and, and you're playing, so you can't get out there and get any. And your next game is against a really tough Arkansas team on the road. I mean, Arkansas, who just beat UConn. 
not good for Mississippi State basketball. That they they need they they needed to be playing these games. You know, especially if you look at the they should have been playing Vanderbilt on Monday, which would have been a great game for them to have because Vanderbilt's not any good. And I think that's part of the reason Vanderbilt's not playing basketball right now. But then they have Arkansas, and then I mean, they finish up tough, man. And the next games, you know, at Ole Miss, who you have to think is going to be chomping at the bit to get hold of Mississippi State. Auburn, Auburn's not very good, but. They've played state tough the past couple of years. Alabama, who you've already lost to. LSU's always tough. And then you finish up with Missouri. So, rough end of the season for Mississippi State's women. They've got to find a way to get some positive momentum going. If they, I mean, right now, making the tournament is not a guarantee for this team. Nope. It's not. Believe it or not, that seems almost impossible to, to comprehend, but it's the truth. Hard times, Daddy. You know it. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of hard times. Speaking of hard times. Joel, I got, we got to get your thoughts on what happened last night in Fayetteville uh, for Mississippi State. So, State of State's up 18-5. to five. They look like they're, they're in control, but not really. If you watch that game over, even at 18-5, to five, State was missing shots. They're turning the ball over. They, they, it, it, was, it felt more like once Arkansas got going – they were going to be able to come back into the game. Now, I didn't know it was going to turn out the way it did. I thought Arkansas would come back and make a game of it. I didn't realize Arkansas was going to run away with the, the basketball game. Joel, just, just watching that game, what were your thoughts as the, as the lead slipped away and, and, and things just continued to pile up for Mississippi State? That my opinion of this team is changing. Um, I all along have said that this team is better than I thought it would be. And there are nights where that's the case. Um, and then there's nights like when Ole Miss came here. And then there's nights like two nights ago when State goes to Arkansas and looks like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it is uh, a little bit of an indictment on, on Howland. I mean, all we've heard him talk about when you talk about this team's biggest problem the last couple of weeks is turnovers. Turnovers is this team's biggest problem, he says. And then you go out and have what is, I'm pretty certain... Uh, the most turnovers that any Ben Howland Mississippi State team has had since he's been here in one game. 26 turnovers. That's unacceptable, man. I hate using the word unacceptable, but it, it just is. I mean, you're not going to win a Division One basketball game when you turn the basketball over 26 times. And it, it's got to be a little bit concerning that really what caused it was kind of the same thing that caused it whenever Texas A&M rolled into Starkville. Um, it was kind of a similar style of defense. Um, it really does seem like that's the key. Like, if you want to beat Mississippi State, just pressure them. Do all that you can to keep the ball out of Iverson's hands and DJ's hands, who's like the only two good ball handlers on the team. I guess Davon Smith, you could include him in, as a good ball handler. But, I mean, you saw last night, um, or I guess two nights ago as you listened, what we've been talking about, Brian, there's – this team doesn't have good ball handlers. I mean, there's just not. If you play, any, if State faces any defense that's not straight man to man, they can't beat it. Any type of zone, any type of full court or half court pressure, anything that is not straight up man to man defense, State can't do anything with it. Which goes back to, I mean, coaching. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Uh, 100%. You know, I, I've been, I don't want to say I've been easy on Howland. Um, I, I think. There's been times this year where he's done a good job with his team, as I've said, but, man, you want to talk about 
a game that, and I think you summed it up good a night ago. That was a game where you go from anger with this team to apathy, as far as like fan fans and fan base and people watching. I mean, I know that some people will continue to kind of have it on in the background or something, but I don't think this team has any chance this year anymore of of getting anybody's emotional investment. Um, yeah. I don't know how anybody's getting excited over this team anymore. No. If they if 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 you were no. still there at that point, then I would venture to say that the game at Arkansas got you off the wagon. Yeah, I mean, and, and you mentioned DJ Stewart. I mean, there, there's no chance for him, in my opinion, to go pro after this season. He just, if you're a guard and you can't handle the basketball, you, you got no spot at the next level. So, I mean. Be it Ben Hallen or whoever, there's going to be a good nucleus coming back next year, assuming there's not a huge bailout of transfers like there was a season ago, which I don't count out. I like seeing Derek Fountain get some minutes. I won't lie to you about that. I think he's a guy who can provide some offense. And Hallen said after the game he may see some more minutes moving forward. So I, th- I think he's a good uh, a good player. You know, he provides a little perimeter threat. A little he can slash a little bit, but. Mentally, this team is just in the toilet right now, as far as I can tell. They're just they're just not a good basketball team. And I don't see, you know, Florida, they play a South Carolina Saturday. South Carolina beat Florida tonight, uh, who had been one of the hotter teams in the country. So I'm not sure what to make of this basketball team anymore. Uh, but right now, I don't know that I'll pick them to win again. Maybe when they play Vanderbilt. Maybe, but that's about it. It's... It's baffling, man, because this team goes on the road to Alabama and is right there with them at the end. This team goes on the road to Tennessee and is right there with them at the end. Um, it's a team that should have beaten Kentucky. Uh, it, you've seen so much good out of this team this year. Mm-hmm. But the ugly has been just bowling shoe ugly. I mean, it's been terrible. Just inconsistent inconsistent uh, across the board and I don't know what the answer is um I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know what the future holds for the program uh as far as you know the the, the future of of Howland I don't know if he's I don't know I don't know where it goes but I do know that nights like yeah that a couple the, nights ago are big black marks against I'm going the to Howland this. tenure I've been on the whole I've been on the the idea that Howland's going to get a second year or in a second year, another year. But another performance like that, that tells me the team has just given up, and they just they don't care. Because think about if Arkansas just plays, you know, back and forth with Mississippi State, they're going to win that game by thirty. If I'm in the first, you know, ten minutes or whatever it was, if you know, instead of being eighteen to five, it was eighteen to fourteen, and State State it's just getting run off the court at that point, and those kind of turnovers. To me, it's 100% on coaching. It just is. So, But all this is coming after two games in which, even though they lost, you kind of thought, oh, the future's kind of bright. Well, they beat, you know, they had those two close losses to good teams, and they pound Iowa State into submission. And you think, okay, maybe they can get something going here. And then they just, they just you know, they look terrible. And they, they look disinterested. That was, you know, we, we talked so much earlier in the year about body language, and this was the first time I felt like I was watching last year's team. And even when they cut it to five, I, I thought, I, I was just like, how are they in this game? How are they still in this game? 
And then, of course, they immediately give up a 9-0 run, and they can't do anything with it. So, just is what it is. All right. Tomorrow's show, i got a surprise for you that Joel doesn't even know about. I don't. But uh, tomorrow, I'm talking to Zach Arnett. Hey! So, I'm going to get his thoughts on some year two stuff uh, for Mississippi State. And we'll talk, we'll talk sort of, maybe we'll try to tie in recruiting to what, you know, who can be contributors in year two from the 2021 signing class. That might, that might be where we go with that. But I'll talk to Arnett about a great number of things on tomorrow's show. Guys, have a great uh, Thursday. Back with you on Friday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.